Artmore Project is back, and our annual auction to benefit Toys for Tots is fast approaching. The auction has been set for Sunday, November 29th, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, once again at TheBigToyAuction.com. Again, that is Sunday, November 29th, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, TheBigToyAuction.com. If you're not familiar with this project, this is the annual fundraising we do at NewsAz.com and Star Wars in Character to raise money to buy Star Wars toys to take for Toys for Tots every year. It's been a great success so far, and we just look forward to another great year. So don't miss the live auction event one more time. That is November 29th. That's a Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only at TheBigToyAuction.com. Let's do it, baby. I'll be Dick Smothers. Just like Bill Cosby. Force goes. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, are you just did you not hear it or are you just ignoring me? I'm I'm plowing forward here. Just what like Cosby. Oh. Steven <laughs> is what I'm talking about. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories. And details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now, here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today, we are talking about Force Ghost. I could tell you were going to get scary. Like, in the middle, you were like, today we are talking about. Like, you you realized what we were talking about halfway through your sentence. I did. I did. And it's what? Seven days after Halloween. Yes, this is our post-Halloween episode. That's right. Force ghosts <clears throat> appear in episodes three, four, five, and six, and rumored to be a voice in episode two. Rumored to huh? be a voice? Only a voice of a four. Anakin. Oh, Anakin. Uh, is that a rumor or is that a speculation? Because I think that might be more of a speculation than a rumor. That's probably it. That's a better word. That's something that I was actually going to bring up. We might as well talk about it now. When he's... We haven't had the names yet. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. Thank you for thinking of me. I was trying because, to... Because, get... Matt, your name is the best name of the history of names on this show. That really? is a huge promise to... Now deliver on. Let's hear it. Or well, I guess not yet. <clears throat> All right. Well, Matt Ghost. Mine's the worst. <laughs> Ghost Dad. Bill Cosby, baby. <laughs> I like Matt Ghost. My name is Casper Chris. Oh, so friendly. Isn't that sweet? Still, this is two episodes in a row where you tap a source that has nothing to do with Star Wars yet. For some reason, you can't use that very expensive encyclopedia set I bought you. <laughs> I have alright. When you you're coming down here, um I'll be there this time next week. I will be right there. We'll be all together somewhere this time next week. You're gonna see where it is where when we watch TV, I put my remote sometimes on top of it. Oh that's good. That's I'm, that's money well spent, thanks. That was my I do I do I do love it though, man. I do. Uh, you love you love to put it on display and not do shit with it. No, I look at it once in a while. Okay. Not just a slave layout picture when you're masturbating. <laughs> that's, that's every night. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I'm saving your name for last too, man. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. To my left, Dave. You said it earlier. What? Ghost Dad, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I had to because it's Cosby. Yeah. 
And I want you to do kind Leonard of- Part Six, Dave. <laughs> now this one here, Tim's name, you might get it. Yeah. I don't think anyone else will. Okay. Sam Wheat Tim. Oh, I know what that is. Do you really? Just like that, you know the you know the character. Absolutely. Tim? Sam Wheat. Sam Wheat. Now if you want Is that from Ghost? Is that uh Oh Yeah. How'd you know that his last uh-huh. I, d- I don't know. I just know. I instantly, when I was thinking about this, like like these ghosts come back, and it's usually like the people that they know. Like I'm picturing, I started Im- immediately picturing like Whoopi Goldberg Did you really and picture and and her sensing these ghosts, and then like Ben and Luke with that clay wheel, you know, listening to Unchained Melody. Um, I should get that song. My hello. <laughs> My darling. All right, I can't wait. All to right, ready? <clears throat> Everyone, silence. Mm. The best. I've name. just I've just cut the music so that we're uninterrupted. <laughs> the ghost with the most mat. Ow! <laughs> what do you mean, ow? That's Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. And I could change it with the host with the most mat. No. But you're awesome. What do you mean that? <laughs> I was going to do that no matter what you said. Erect, just writing that down. Erect? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. For, for two reasons. I love Beetlejuice and I love Matt. Aw. And I get erections when I think about both of them being ganging that's, up on me. I thought that was a cool name. Dave, these names good. <laughs> Tell me. They're <laughs> <No>. done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. Yes. Ghost Dad Cosby. Tell me what's, what's about the ghost, please. You got it, my man, man. Do the whole show like that. Today we were talking about the ball. And no, I'm not doing that because I don't like him anymore. So, what do you mean? Aww, what did he do to you? That's all rumors. Oh, here we go <laughs> again. When 8,000. I think that's speculation again. Yeah. There was <laughs> rumors and 8, speculation. 8,000. I think we as a show should distance ourselves from Bill Cosby. I think we did, like, the second we added him to the show because we aren't real flattering to him that's true <laughs> so we should continue to make fun of him pretty much we should like when, when we were already just like centering ourselves the bit we should just drop that little bit and just go for broke now at this point here have a drink good because we- i love doing that much <laughs> so much man it just makes it makes me go oh i can't i'm doing it all day long baby <laughs> Can we work the Smothers Brothers into it? Mom always liked you best. I asked for a dog. She gave me a chicken. <laughs> what? That was an old Smothers Brothers, but I hacked it to pieces. But the Smothers Brothers. Let's move the Smothers Brothers into the Bill Cosby stuff. Let's do it, baby. All right. I'll be Dick Smothers. Just like Bill Cosby. Force goes. <laughs> and, and you could also call them. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> Dave, you just, did you not hear it? Or are you just ignoring me? I'm I'm plowing forward here, just what like Cosby. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Leaving is what I'm talking about. All right, force ghosts. You could call them force spirits, just like Cosby. Oh, doesn't work on that then. But I'm going to call them force ghosts, coast to coast. And what they were was the soul of a force sensitive being that had learned to harness this power. To come back so that they could interact with the living just like we see several times in the movies as chris has pointed out another way you could think of this is that they denied the will of the force which i guess you could equate to they did not go into the light carol ann oh thank god chris is nowhere is she is she home at yeah 
Well, don't don't get her. Okay. Don't go into life. The only she can do it that makes His me shit. House here. is clear. That's, <laughs> that's almost there. That's almost there. So they did not. They did not. They did not go into you know the great Kenner graveyard in the sky. <laughs> and, and I guess I mean this is based on the, like the Judeo-Christian idea of the afterlife. Not we're not getting religious at all on this show. Although I do love it when Chris refers to the one statue. At Saint Isidore's it in the does. Catholic Church, oh, as, me wrong as Obi Wan. <laughs> photo of this, then you, you put the, you better not take a picture of that photo and put it up and say, "Tell me this is an Obi Wan." That is Obi Wan Kenobi. Every Catholic listener we have will instantly stop listening. Tell that me, like, very likely have out already have happened. Well, that's true. <laughs> Come on, it's Obi Wan. The worst. This is a side story. There's there's a statue at the Catholic Church in town that does bear a striking resemblance Damn right. to Alec Guinness. I will with a poster sign, please sign. <laughs> you should go in with a silver paint pen and and scribble Alec on there, on its on his foot. <laughs> Alec. It, it's in the brown robe. It looks exactly like it, Alec it does. And Chris is not a regular church goer. I am not. I'm no. sure you're not surprised. There's a, there was just I, I was deafening just <gasps> all over the country from that statement. It just about yeah. blew my eardrums out. We had to go because of her CCD. No, glasses. no, 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 yeah, no. But I've always went since. Well, that's since. true, but that's not my story. Do you know when you said this? This is this when I said what? When you, <laughs> this is perfect for you. Do you know why we were at that church? You were there too. I was there. Oh, was this uh, uh, almost twenty years ago? A wedding? No, this was your mother-in-law's funeral. <laughs> and, oh my god! I almost choked there. <laughs> and it was, it was quiet. I mean, he didn't, he didn't do anything to disrupt the service, obviously, or anything like that. His mother-in-law was a dear woman, and. We're leaving, and Chris. It was over, and everybody was kind of sniffling and walking out. And as Chris what? does, what? he tends to break the tension with a joke. Oh. And we're all walking out past this statue, and everyone's kind of quiet and sniffling. And he's like, "Hey, Dave, it's Obi Wan." <laughs> <laughs> May the force be with you. I thought that would actually Always. be a little worse when you're in. The, it was going to be in the middle of service, and the preacher or whatever hell they're called, and. Catholicism says, now let's take a moment for silent reflection to remember the dear departed. There's a dead silence, and Chris just goes, Holy shit! <laughs> Look at that! That's Now, I, God damn, it looks like everyone can know Jesus Christ. He wasn't referring to. <laughs> He wasn't referring to the Obi Wan up on the crucifix. He was referring to a different Obi Wan. No, this was a statue. This okay. I assume it's Saint Isidore. It was by. Oh yeah, yeah. By the back, yeah. We're here. They used to have that at the back of the sanctuary at the old church. Yeah, this is the new cast. They moved it over to the new one. Right. By me. Uh, the one that's a big, that big church. Yeah, there's a statue right by the yeah. back door. Yeah, that's walking. the one. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that as a kid. I that. It doesn't look like Guinness, man. I know. You've pointed it out. Sure. <laughs> I don't remember doing it. Doing a few. I didn't. I didn't remember doing that. Okay. Welcome to my sanctuary. <laughs> We will get back to the force ghost, though, um, because these, as as alluded to in episode three, the Jedi had to learn this power when they were alive. And basically what they did is they turned when upon their death, turned their cells into energy. Okay, 
Now, things get screwed up with this story along the way, and I'll point those out as they go. But generally, there were two types of appearances of Force Ghosts. One that we never see in the movies, which was just a mass of energy with a voice. I mean, imagine just like a cloud of light and a voice is coming that, out of it. You just, I can see you pee. Is that Tim that we think was on the um, Clone Wars episode, was it? Or, or Rebels? What, like the, the Qui-Gon stuff? Oh, no, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the, the Yoda thing. It was like this kind of like this bright cloud that kind of followed what's his name? The little Aladdin around. Yeah. And it was a voice of Yoda, but it was like a, a light bulb. Yeah. yeah. But Yoda was still alive then. Oh yeah, good point. But that's erase that. <laughs> that's a real good point. At that point in the storyline, Yoda was still alive. Well, I you but you may have seen this on something I have not. This is something I've never seen anything because I only watch the movies. But that I mean, you guys may have seen this somewhere. I think it's With, uh, like a, like a, it's just a disembodied voice. Yes. Well, that's kind of what uh, Obi Wan was like at the end of Star Wars when he's like, "You Luke, use the Force." Here's Trust a, your instincts. Here's a really weird place I did see this. It, it's not that obscure, but it's strange. The um, When the Episode 3 comic adaptation came out, I had bought the... It was all in one one big like glossy back, cardboard-backed uh, issue, and I bought it. And this is one of those cases where changes were made after all the information was given to... I think Dark Horse did it at the time. They did do it. Dark Horse did it at the time. And there was a scene of Yoda in the comic, Yoda talking to Qui-Gon Jinn, but he wasn't quite a force ghost. It was just kind of like a, I guess like you described it, it was more of a, just a, like a, a blur on the, on the panel, but I guess that would be like a cloud of light and it had like a, not a round speech bubble, but like a kind of a spiky speech bubble of Qui-Gon's line. So Yoda was actually talking to Qui-Gon in the comic version. I think that is what you're describing. That sounds like more like what I'm describing. The thing that Tim's talking about with Obi-Wan with his voice, that, I mean, that makes sense that you would you would jump to that. But the way it's described, it is more of a, a, a visual thing to go with the voice, a mass of some kind of energy. So what you're describing, Matt, is what this means. I okay. Think. Kind of like, a, like an apparition. Like yeah. A, yeah. A poltergeist. A globular apparition. A carry yeah, and, a, and a little person comes in there and goes, this cave is clear. <laughs> and Thank you. The other type of appearance. <laughs> clear this cave is. Luke, go on in there. Apparently it's clear. <laughs> I'm just waiting to see if he's going to say anything else. Because <laughs> who knows with him. I'm done. Okay. The... Uh, other appearances, obviously, then as themselves. So the appearance depended on the individual, and this is where the story gets starts to get, anyway, a little messy. Some take the form of how they looked when they were at their best or healthy. Or in the prequels. <laughs> yes. So that's where you can get the Hayden Christensen version. Oh, of- that sounds like a shitty excuse for that change. Yes. Hey everybody, look at my washerboard abs. <laughs> Were they I got these in seven minutes? <laughs> Nobody works out in seven minutes. So that's some some people, you know, like this is when I look my best, this is where I'm gonna look. Some take the form of their last living moments. 
Um, there. <laughs> I don't know were, what would happen to me. It wouldn't be a, there'd be no best. It'd be like, what is the most acceptable look for this guy? Well, that's a there's a there's a Jedi that they mentioned called Aiden Bach, and I don't I didn't go too much into this, but this person ba, 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 ba. <laughs> <laughs> led a grisly death, and this Jedi came back with like wounds and slashes, blaster holes, and and you know burn marks and stuff like that. Reminds me of the guy from Scrooge. Yeah, Marley. <laughs> you fucker! You know the guy's name. We were just talking. About we were just talking about it like an hour ago. Yeah, yeah cool. Scrooge. Yes, yeah. we're talking about. Was I here? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has like the chains and. And, and he drink and all the water comes out of him. And a Statler and water off in the Muppet version. <laughs> there you go. So this is this to me seems like it's a movies versus the books kind of thing because the Hayden Christensen edition to the the special edition of Return of the Jedi made this all very muddled. Okay, and some of these things started to change the rules of how these force ghosts were used and, and portrayed and stuff like that. Okay, they could not do anything physical in the living world um, unless they were temporary. Sometimes they were temporarily allowed to use the person that they were talking to use their force. I thought you were going to say jumped in their body like Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. (laughs) Orlando, is that you? (laughs) No. You only have a moment, Luke. Pull my finger. Quick, quick, quick. I've been working on that in the ether world for decades. (laughs) That's the best joke in the force afterlife. (laughs) So if if Obi-Wan was visiting Luke, he could... What was the change of tone there? He was visiting Luke. Luke, <laughs> he could technically manipulate things because he could draw on Luke's force power to do that. I thought you were say he could draw penises on his cheek when he passed out. <laughs> I was say he could draw on Luke's forehead. <laughs> Dork. Well, he could do it too, I guess. Sister they, kisser. <laughs> they generally did not do that, though. But the dumbest thing in all of that, at least to me, is that they walk as if they were bound by gravity. Yes, there's been yeah. lots of things said about that whole thing. Okay, there's an explanation for it in the in the story. They say gravity boots. Now they say <laughs> that they do this rather than float. It was simulated by the spirit to make the person they were visiting feel more comfortable. And that was no well, apart from the comfortable part. That was always my defense. Was like they can go. In and out, up and down, they have complete, they have the whole XYZ control of their movement and they decide to stand on the ground because how else are you going to look at someone in the eye and talk to them? Right. I, I, and that bothers you a little bit? It doesn't. I never even really thought of it until this, but it when, the, when like that whole certain point of view thing with Luke and Obi-Wan, I mean, he's walking around and then they sit like on a down a tree. Log, yeah. you know, it's like... Is he sitting down? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Take we- a load off, Force Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> like I do, I don't want to freak you out, so I'll walk. You know, it's like it. I would rather have like someone next to me walking rather than above me, and I look over the fucking thing and see their cock and balls. Yeah, what? <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that's a true statement with you, Chris. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I think where there's Jedi robes are all hung out. <laughs> I don't want to put a kink in your neck, so I'll be on your level. But that, yeah, he does sit down. Yeah, he's tired of being a ghost. That, yeah, it's, 
claim. So Matt, what do you, you say? People have been like talking about this, like yeah. this is a thing. Yeah, they're, they're it's the same. It's the same with. It's not just a force ghost argument. It's a ghost argument in general. Why are ghosts seen walking on a second floor of a house when they should be slipping all the way right through or coming in and out? And it's the same argument with any kind of specter or apparition or whatnot. It's just it's, they make the same argument for the force ghost, and I'm just yeah, shake my head to to it all. To be honest with you. Right. So why are they bound by gravity? Yeah. So, so and I'm have- like, they're not bound. And then my argument is always, if for one, if the ghosts are real, I'm not even going to argue that if they are or not. That's another conversation I don't even want to have. But if they are real, what makes you say they're bound by anything? This is a choice in movement that they're taking you. Why are we even having this discussion? Where's my beer? That's usually how it ends. <laughs> they could choose to just like recreate the entire Lionel Richie video if they want That's to true, just yeah. choose to be on the floor. Oh, what a feeling when you're dancing <laughs> on the ceiling. What a feeling. And I can't do is it me or is it hello because I can't touch the clay. <laughs> <laughs> hello. Luke, is it me you're looking for? Hello, little one. Don't be afraid. I don't seem to remember owning a droid. Let's see what you're all about. I seem to have found it. And I got my hookah out. <laughs> and Quick, the sand people are coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, they could use force powers as ghosts and even travel to anywhere in the galaxy they wanted instantly. Are they That's cool. Okay. okay. The oh, ancient... <laughs> China with Chris. Oh, don't to me. No, I have land. <laughs> Chris, do you want to sing? That's a good song. <laughs> the ancient Jedi had done this for like a long time, but the person that started this up again during the movie area is Qui Gon. Friend Center. Okay, so the he, Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? <laughs> I can't think of a joke. Just, <laughs> that's how big it is. It's no joke. That's how big it is. <laughs> that's no moon. There's nothing funny about that gigantic cock. Hey, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it, Dave? <laughs> you you want to learn how to be a force ghost? <laughs> Not tonight. I'm trying to teach you this, bro. I'm trying to teach it. So he teaches the skill to Obi-Wan and Yoda. The Qui-Gon taught Yoda? Yes. And that's mentioned at the end of episode three. Now, their goal is to continue teaching the Force Ghosts when they come back. It's like their, their physical life is over, but they still feel like they can offer something to Jedi and they want to continue to teach. But this sets up another problem. Both Yoda and Obi-Wan vanish when they die. And Qui-Gon does not. So, the continuity gets screwed up. If you... The the assumption by people, at least until... When when did episode one come out? 1999? Mm -hmm. Until 1999 was, if their body disappears, you can assume that they have mastered this technique. That, that when when they vanish and they go away, they'll come back as a force ghost. But huh. Liam Neeson gets 
impaled and dies right there in his arms. Right. So this gets screwed up. Um, what do you think about this? Do you think that when um, Darth Vader cut Obi-Wan down and when he was stepping on his robes, do you think he was looking for a little shrunken down Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi? What, like Ant-Man or something? Yeah, because like, okay, so he knows that Qui-Gon, as a kid, Qui-Gon died. He didn't disappear. And so he's never seen this happen. I've and never like, thought of why is he tapping his robe with his foot until now, and that's really Where freaking funny. You? Where are you, your tiny little Obi Wan? Are you assuming by saying that that because Anakin wasn't there when Qui Gon died, he's never seen? Oh, true. What well, he's seen Jedi die because they were in that battlefield, and <clears throat> but he's true. never seen them disappear. He's never like seen this. one disappear. So. It, yeah, that's- he's probably in his head. He's like, "What the fuck, man? <laughs> awesome! He can do this." Is this, uh, is this what Palpatine was talking about? Hello, there yeah. You. When Vader, am I on? You're on. Barely. Just, you're cracking squeeze, up. Keep squeezing that shaft. Squeeze. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. How about now? There yeah. you go. Yep. When Vader dies in Jedi, though, he doesn't disappear either. True. And he yeah, becomes wait a, force a minute. just like yeah, that. This is yeah, yeah, what the hell? He actually burns he, his body. Yeah. yeah. He's gotta he's gotta go all Qui-Gon. They gotta burn him too. So maybe the burning of the body, since the body doesn't doesn't disappear, maybe when you burn the body, it lets it out the, the ghost spirit. cloud. Yeah. The but I'm cloud. gonna I'm gonna tell you something. Ah shit. Are you Dave? That you're <laughs> Was well, now let me ask you this: Was Obi Wan's spirit stuck in his robe, and when when Darth Vader was stepping on it, he was pushing it out? <laughs> it's kind of like stepping on like a balloon that's mostly deflated. You like it's like getting the last of the toothpaste out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> last of that Kenobi. Keep rolling it up. <laughs> well, let me let me get through what happens. Be like, okay, we're still sorry. just talking about Jedi at this point. There is a Sith Lord technique, so let me get Ooh, okay. through that, and then you guys can certainly, and I encourage it's you, the to shock. continue <laughs> this discussion. Um, the The Jedi still in the Jedi, the Jedi concept of this is that they're in a state between life and death, and it's only temporary. Before they passed on to, this is a quote, this is a name of something, the netherworld of the force, hmm. which is, I guess, their concept of heaven. And Yoda even, like, they're saying that, like, the their idea of it is that we're only, you know, here for a short time. He even says, like, that this thing about luminous beings, are we not this crude matter? That we're yes. only Is that what he said? I, luminous always escaped me. Luminous I didn't know what he was saying. Yeah. No, I don't like that line. I liked it before. <laughs> what did you think he was saying? I don't know. Bulbous. Uh, balloon animals beings. <laughs> <laughs> That's talking about this guy that sells tires on the street called Lou Mass. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, the Anakin appearance at the end of Jedi convolutes this as well because he is said to have learned this power from Sidious. That's, that's Anakin slash Darth Vader. Is learned to have. He's supposed to have learned this, you know, coming back and as a spirit from Sidious. Oh. And at his death, 
was allowed in to this state of being by Obi-Wan and Yoda. Oh, so uh, are you kidding me? So even in the fucking force afterlife, Yoda still calling the shots of who can be it and who, who can't. Yes. Oh, how much does that suck? You go through all that shit with Yoda in your living life. You're like, finally, well, at least now I am about to die. I can become one with the force. I can do whatever I want. You get to that doorway and there's Yoda going, mm-hmm, pass you shall not, bitch. <laughs> Welcome to my world. How much does that suck? Yeah, he's still passing. He's still judgment. coming. He's still even in the afterlife, just making it shitty for everybody. Yeah, it's like he's too old. He's too tall. He's too dead. He's you too know, t- oh, like, he beat me to the too dead joke. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you're supposed to now. You're supposed to decide. This story gets very convoluted because gets. Well, yeah. Did Anakin? Did I won't even say Anakin. I'll say did Darth Vader learn this from Sidious? Did he learn this technique or not? Like, if he learned it from him. You should get in. Yeah, it doesn't even sound like it's like something you have to get be part of or get any kind of uh, like any approval. It's just like you can either do it or you can. It's like you can. Yeah. yeah, It's like you can either roll your tongue to the side or you can. Someone can't sit there and say you can't roll your tongue to the side. Either you can do it or you can't do it. I don't like this part of the story, Dave. So if yeah, and if you learn it from Sidious, (laughs) then Sidious knows how to do it. So even if Sidious. So Sidious would be knocking around back there somewhere. He may not be able to get in, but he's outside the door going, come on. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like he comes up he, with a force ghost, cold outside. Comes up with a force ghost schnoz and glasses trying to disguise himself. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. <laughs> yeah, like you would think in Go this idea of they don't call it heaven. They call it the netherworld of the force. That as long as you learn this technique, you should get in. Like it's the idea of repentance. You know, the penitent mansion pass. (laughs) And even this Darth Crate that we did this episode on before his name came up in this, that he learned this technique. But he wasn't allowed in. Well, there is a Sith Lord technique. They would often come back not as a spirit, but as an object or as a location. What? Like like a box? (laughs) Otisburg? And Yoda says, out of the way, box. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Doesn't let him in. <laughs> this, to me, sounds like the Star Wars equivalent of the idea of reincarnation. But the the thing about this that was Krishna, interesting. Oh, howdy, Krishna. That's Vader. <laughs> so they came back, and it, and it kind of goes back to even we did that episode on the Force Cave. Like, that, that was like, you know, there was like spirits involving that. That was like a strong, there was a location there that was strong with. Ooh, a locate yeah. The force. So this was oh. a, this was an object or a location, but this is almost as bad as my name in the opening of the show. Oh extra phase, person, place, or thing or something. Well this <laughs> instead of a noun, it's a ghost. A ghost is a person, place, or thing. Uh. <laughs> the this idea of coming back as an object or a location drove them mad. They would exist in So he's an angry box. Yes, <laughs> this would they would exist in this form for hundreds of years, reliving the pain of their lives over and over again as a box, as a box. It wasn't it's a dick in a box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's the worst part. You become a box that holds a dick <laughs> and it belongs to Every that horse day. pilot. <laughs> oh, shit. That hurts. I would we, never call you runt. We've t- <laughs> 
we've talked about other characters that have done this because it was it came up on the Dice Ibegon and Lax Sivrak episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because she came back and showed him what his life would have been had they not met. I remember that now. They're both force ghosts because uh, it's not just Jedi. How is Lax Sivrak? Oh, because he's got at least bit of force sensitivity or whatever the hell it is. Yes, Stupid. anyone that's force sensitive can live on in places only in places where there are high and extremely high force values. Like if there's a place that's strong with the force, they can come back in that spot. They so can't then, come oh, anywhere. never mind. I was to say, so if the Kessel Run is strong in the force, then Boshek would definitely have the Kessel Run record because he's force sensitive and could be a ghost and get there instantly. Yes. Oh my! Not thinking about this shit. So, An- some people think that Anakin is there as Anakin because he has atoned for his evil. But he what? He wasn't though. He was there as Bernard Shaw or whatever. Was, that was yeah. Sebastian Saw. Which one is it? I forget which one the name is. Sebastian Saw, isn't it? Yeah. He was Listen, there as Sebastian I I, Shaw originally. I know I killed children. I know I killed a whole bunch of innocent people this and is, sand yeah. people, but I said I was sorry, so I'm in. This is how I looked when I killed a shitload of kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, they, the, the diehards will argue that he atoned for his sins and at that point was accepted back into the good graces of you know Yoda and Obi-Wan. I, but I like the idea so much better that he atoned for his sins... So then he was brought back as a force ghost of what he would have looked like had he not gone through the that horrific fire and become Darth Vader. I think that's a much better representation of redemption than coming back as Hayden Christensen. Well, I, I can't argue with your opinion. I tend to agree with you, and I think most people do. Do you think most people are, you know, I mean, Sebastian Shaw was replaced, pissed a lot of people off. I mean, how pissed do you think? Well, it doesn't make sense because if they're going to do that, then Obi-Wan should have been Ian McGregor and Yoda should have been something we've never seen before. That's what I was going to say. How pissed off do you think people would have been if at the end of Return of the Jedi Special Edition, instead of Alec Guinness there, it was Ewan McGregor? Now, the only argument I can think of, I just thought of this, and I'm not defending it, but I will give you this argument. This may have been Hayden Christensen, or I'm sorry, not Hayden. This may have been Anakin Skywalker before he gave himself to the Emperor. So that could technically be the death of Anakin Skywalker, and that redemption is just a little aftermath thing. It ain't over yet, because I think on Tuesday comes them all over again on Blu-ray. Again. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, like oh, some God. kind of packaging or something. Oh, that thing, yeah. So, I mean, the argument could be made that Anakin Skywalker died the day he became Darth Vader, so this is the last we saw of him. Even though he redeemed himself in his dying seconds, you take those seconds out, and the day Anakin truly died was that day, so maybe that's why. Maybe. I don't buy it, but that's my looking at both sides of the argument. If if I recall, I believe that that was Lucas's official explanation. Okay. He, he may have said it, he either said it in an interview or he may have said it in the uh, audio commentary for the 2004 DVDs when that was the first time that they switched him out. That, yeah, they, he, he brought him back when he was at his last, when he was last in the light. Mm. That's bullshit. Because I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not saying, Tim, what you're saying is bullshit. I'm sure that he said that. Yeah. But, this whole thing to me, like I know people have had this conversation too. Like, was he the chosen one? And some people say, you know, was he the one that brings balance to the force? And a lot of people say, no, 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 no. But then, like, the way I look at it, 
the second that he was watching his son be electrocuted and he picked that dipshit up and threw him down the, the shaft, at that point, he fulfilled that prophecy. Well, he did bring balance to the force and, and, I'm sorry, go ahead. and destroy the Sith. Like well, that... Like it took a long time, but he fulfilled the. <laughs> that's a matter. Functionally. That's a matter of semantics, though. Let's look at balance of the force. The word, the term balance in the force. He did bring balance to the. And I'm not defending the prequels. I'm defending semantics here. He did bring balance to the force in a sense because when all was said and done, there was two Sith. There was Anakin and Sidious. He killed all the other Jedi. There were only two left: Obi Wan and Yoda. So there's a balance right there. You're right, and I'm I'm probably thinking more about. Stopping the Sith and just bringing yeah. the light. Yeah. And I'm not arguing with you. I'm just, again, playing with the semantics. This whole damn <laughs> force ghost shit has got me all riled up, Dave. What the yeah. hell? Because that, that, that very impassioned speech that you and McGregor Gregor gives at the end about how it was said that you were supposed to join the, destroy the Sith, not join them. I well, gave you my milkshake. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to drink your milkshake. And, and he, he does. He does do that. It just takes however many years in between. Long time. So this is going to really mess this story up and piss you and probably a lot of other people off. This is a big one for me, at least, the fact that I found. On this data bank for the official Star Wars site, it states that Anakin Skywalker's body does indeed disappear. We just don't see it. What? That's because it disappears. So he's yeah. just he's just burning the <laughs> Vader suit. Actually, you're exactly right. I can sort of live with that more than some of the other things you said. Okay. Well, that's the official. That's on the official site. Anakin Skywalker's body does disappear. We just don't see it. And the funeral pyre at the end of well, Return. Then, of the he Jedi, should have been a lot easier to drag on the shuttle than Luke was. Yeah, we got to say. Well, but think about it this way. The, that funeral pyre at the end is just an empty suit with the parts with the yeah. parts of his body that were machine. Which, based on the, end oh. of the screen, there was quite a bit of That's machine true, there, yeah. so it still would be heavy. But I'm still now I'm wondering because we didn't think that one were little. We thought he was burning yeah. his dead daddy. Yeah. So now he's dragging this suit. Why? Why even bother dragging that thing on a ship, driving it all the way down there, parking the ship, dragging it out, building a fire, sticking it on the fire, light the fire, stand there and watch it burn? Who gives a shit? I know why. That's just to. Well, you know what? It's back to if you want to make the argument of the balance of the force of eliminating a Sith. Even though it was a mechanical suit, it was the home of some pretty serious evil, and that was Luke's way of completely eradicating the galaxy of this dark side evil once and for all. Even though it's just mechanics, it was the home of half of the most evilest rulers of the galaxy. So this was the way to finally eliminate it and erase it from the galaxy. But if if Luke driver picks up the mask and goes, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But if Luke had just left the body on the Death Star, they knew that the Death Star was about to explode anyway. I take everything back. (laughs) Lando, Lando had already lit the fuse. Actually, you know what? Now that you say this, there was a much easier solution because he saw the Emperor get disintegrated down that shaft. He should have just thrown it over the shaft. That way, he would have known. He wouldn't have to build a fire. He wouldn't have had Luke, to miss, I have something to say to you. Gotta go. He wouldn't have missed a buffet. He wouldn't have missed a dance. He could have. What an idiot. He could have had some fresh stormtrooper instead of leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> this was well, kind of dry. It's like it was like a, it would be like the turkey and um, uh, Christmas, Christmas vacation. vacation. <laughs> I can see part. 
<laughs> he probably didn't throw him down that shaft because at that point he was still half alive and he was dragging him to the ship because he wanted to escape with him alive. And he died right there at the, you know, at the ship. Yeah, maybe. This whole but, story's now gotten me so wound up and I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. I like here, Luke should have pulled him onto the shuttle, flew off, hit autopilot, and then took just the helmet the force off. To pick up just so they could get on yeah, the way Yeah, wait a minute. The- Chris has got a great point. Why <laughs> just use the force to pick him up and put him on the shuttle? Yeah. And then <laughs> back, you know? What the hell? This is getting dumber by the second. Well, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but for me, reading that online was a was a big deal. Um, he, he does disappear, just like Yoda and just like Obi Wan does. Yeah, mm. yeah. That uh, compared to a lot of things you said before that, this seems mild by some of the things that have pissed me off so far. The only part I remember of these Force Ghosts is is Alec Guinness's. Was playing with Yoda's ear at the end of Jedi. What? I have no idea. Is, is he like rubbing, like rub, rub, rub? He's like rub, rubbing rub. it, or the, he's like twirling it. Watch it. He's like playing with his ear. The original, I guess, cut. <coughs> Giving him a little ear massage. Yeah, getting the wax out. <laughs> I don't think I ever noticed that. Watch I don't it. think it actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to get back to some of the other facts here. I mean, There's this more. Is yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like. I like I like talking about this kind this of stuff. Just give someone an opportunity to write a long email about how much I love Chris and Tim and hate Matt. So here we go. Let's just keep going. <laughs> I want to read that. How did you know I was writing that? <laughs> <laughs> now this other thing messes all this up too. Darth Bane. He screws this all up because at some point in one of these things, he inhabits the soul of his apprentice. Okay, Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> so this I mean I'm, I'm attributing like first there was like the afterlife and then there's reincarnation this to me is more like in Catholic doctrine the idea of possession um, and, and yeah this, okay like this Darth Bane is the only one that, like, so that messes up the, the pattern of this story as well Force Mata Did, yeah right <laughs> the power of Sidious composure <laughs> maybe that's why Max von Sato is in the Force of <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Now, I want to ask you guys. I like I like hearing you guys argue about this. I just sit back and let you argue. Did you think that this happened to all Jedi when we were little? Like, yes. We hadn't seen that many Jedi. Every Jedi we had ever seen had this happen to them. Did you think this happened to everybody? I did. Never really I, thought yeah, it. I thought it happened to everybody. I I never really thought about as a kid. I didn't think about why Vader didn't disappear. You know, because Obi Wan disappeared right when he died. Uh, Yoda disappeared with his death rattle, but I never really thought why why didn't why didn't Vader disappear when his when he faded out. Uh, but I I just figured like all Jedi like prepare themselves maybe and maybe. Vader hadn't prepared himself. He's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I got another five minutes. Maybe not. <laughs> That's, you know what? What Tim said, kind of, I never, until much later, and really, I think more towards the books and everything, I never attributed it as a, um, what do I want to say? Something you trained for, like you're kind of describing here. Actually, it, it's, it's exactly what Tim said. It always seemed like something you could do at 
you could have done it at any point in your life. You didn't necessarily have to die. I always thought that Obi-Wan turned himself into a ghost to avoid being killed by Vader and still be able to help Luke. Y- Yoda seemed to prepare himself instead of... He knew he was going to die, but instead of dying when he he knew he was really close, he turned himself into a ghost. And I figured um, Darth Vader really didn't see himself dying that day, so he didn't have time to prepare and just drop dead, but then kind of blew that whole thing out of the window when I saw him at the end of Jedi. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that even answered your question. It makes sense. <laughs> Obi-Wan, too, I always thought he just vanished before. And I, the I didn't think it was a de- I guess what I was trying to say a very long way is I didn't think it was a death thing. I thought there's something they did. They couldn't come back from it, but it wasn't necessarily related to death specifically. Yeah. yeah. It's like he did it to avoid being Obi-Wan did it to avoid being killed because it looks like he's very actively doing something and he seems to disappear the second before the <laughs> lightsaber would hit him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. When he pushed the lightsaber up like goodbye like yeah he, he closes his eyes he, he concentrates and he disappears just a split second before the saber would actually hit him yeah and he does it full well knowing that luke is watching this happen yeah. so yeah. he does it intentionally it's almost an audience for this yeah, I, I didn't think he died and became a ghost i thought he had turned himself into like, a ghost suicide it's more it's not even suicide i mean yes it is suicide because he's dead but it's like it's not he knew what was going to happen he wasn't he, it's like if I don't wasn't going to win. Yeah, his, his death can serve a purpose by Luke seeing it and becoming that more engaged I, in this struggle. Th- that's the thing, though. I didn't even really relate it to death the first time I saw it. I didn't think he died. I just thought he turned himself into this <laughs> spirit. Now he couldn't come back from it. So I guess in a sense, it's a death of his corporeal form. But it was some. It was the next. It, that was the time to do it because it was either that or get killed. So he had to do it before he got killed because you couldn't do it on your death now uh, your whole story negates that but i'm just trying to tell you what my thoughts were back then in the in 1977 going into 1980 when we see him again now let me ask you this yoda disappears when he dies and his pjs disappear with him (laughs) all right yeah if vader disappears how come his clothes didn't go that's right and why don't we have a naked Kenobi? Because he leaves his robes behind. Yeah, I can understand. Sense. I can understand why um, Yoda has clothes because he brought them with him. But <laughs> the other two guys left them behind, so we should see. Well, that's not Obi Wan's robe. He borrowed that from Qui Gon. <laughs> yeah, it still smells of Qui Gon. He's like, I need to go see Luke. I need to dress appropriately. And Mr. those are and, Or actually, you know what? I take it back. Because I think it's just the outer robe. Because when we see Obi Wan on on Dagobah, but then he has the whole. He never mind. When he's on Hoth, he has he's got the full robe again. Yeah. So does he have like a afterlife wardrobe? I'm going to put this on right now. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope. We're on Dagobah. I'm going to take it off. It's a little humid. It's a little sticky. Your dick sticks to your leg there. <laughs> they all died and woke up in Sex Fifth Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> so and and I don't know if if uh, if Anakin is taking clothes with him like if, is he wearing like a little robe underneath uh, or is he wearing like a little onesie underneath his his uh, Vader outfit I don't know but Star Wars under Ruse are here <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> your all of your points are fantastic everybody's and it it the bottom line in all this is the continuity and this is so screwed up. <laughs> 
that no one can ever make any sense out of it because none of the rules ever get followed. There's an exception to every rule. I don't remember this as much, but Tim probably would. To me, the people were, I guess, were pretty upset. The Phantom Menace kind of screwed all this up when Qui Gon doesn't appear and is burned on a funeral pyre. Were people mad then that he didn't disappear? I don't. I remember people not understanding, like, why didn't he disappear? Like, because he. It sort of seemed like he was preparing himself when, when he did his little meditation. Right. But at the same time, he seemed surprised when he got run through. Yeah. I kind of, uh, for, again, not not defending the prequels or even really watching them as many times or reading the books associated with them as the original trilogy, I kind of just took it as he was the first to find this. Because, I mean, even though the Jedi's have been around for hundreds of thousands, I don't know, maybe it was millions of years. Someone always has to be the first to discover something. I thought he was the one that first discovered this trait and power, so it's not quite perfected when he does it. Well, you're, you're according to the facts I found and what I've already said, you're, you're sort of right, because this is an ancient thing that Jedi had done for a long time, but it kind of went away and like I said, he's the guy that brought this back. Okay, to so, thing. so he quite, yeah, he didn't have quite get it down yet so it's it gets refined with the next teaching the student you know the teacher finds more the student practices and elaborates more on it it makes sense Wargon also uh lived by a different code of the force he he had sort of this philosophy uh, the, the the living force and it was sort of a different philosophy that the other jedi would weren't necessarily hip to so he was one of those people who was he was a little closer to Yoda, but I think Yoda was a little more staunch in terms of rules and stuff. But Qui-Gon was more like every, you know, everybody has a purpose. Everything is here for a reason. We met this guy for a reason. My eggs came over cooked this morning for a reason. Uh, everything, everything is leading up to something. So I think he was probably a little more in tune to the certain aspects of the force. Like, becoming one with it than even people like Mace Windu and Sifo-Dyas and all those other Jedi we hear about. Mm. Well, and I didn't, I didn't even think about this too. I guess people were mad to the point where, you know, I'm sure people write letters to Lucasfilm and they had been writing letters to them saying, you got to do something about this point. There were there. I remember there was a theory that, Qui-Gon was working with the Sith Mm. and that's that pops up every once in a while you still I still very rarely but every once in a while someone will bring that out like well maybe he was working maybe he met you know Palpatine at a at a different point didn't know it was him and and inadvertently was manipulated into helping so there's there are there are there is that theory that Qui-Gon was either knowingly or or unknowingly assisting the Sith. There, I have heard that theory out there also. Hmm. So that some people thought that maybe that's why he didn't disappear. Well, this must have been a big enough issue that it was. They did Re- Revenge of the Sith did try to straighten this out by <clears throat> including a line, and the line in quotes is that dying and maintaining one's identity. End quote is only acquired by this teaching and learning like what Qui-Gon does. So they tried to straighten it out that way and then even took it to the extreme. And I know like you guys are no more about this than I would, but I know there's this story about Liam Neeson being in revenge of the Sith. And this, this was 
supposed to happen or going to happen? What's the deal with that? It was, I, I think it was supposed to happen. I'm, I, I, if I remember correctly, it's in the book. So right. I, I, while you guys are talking, I'll see if I can find the passage. I have the book in my hand. All right. Well, Qui-Gon made this whole thing part of the story that you can learn this in the afterlife because that's what Obi-Wan and Yoda are sitting there talking about. Um, you know, like, I don't know, like he, he sees a ghost in the library, you know, like in the afterlife, like this is what they, this is what they do. Now you guys already brought this other thing up about Qui-Gon. I mean, we're talking about him a lot because he ends up being muddled through all of this stuff. When his voice appears in Attack of the Clones, do you guys think that's a dream or is that actual contact? I would say contact. You might cut out again. It did. Yeah, is it going now? Contact. I think. I think that was like the one of the Force Ghosts. Like that's him. Uh, even though it's a line used from the Phantom Menace, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. Huh. I thought it was. I, I thought it was part of a dream. I thought it was a dream too, because of like what Chris just said that it was. It was clearly reused dialogue from the other movie. So like. You know, it was just like a memory or whatever, a dream of, of a memory kind of thing. Yeah. There is, I'm, I'm, I'm here in the book, chapter 21. Uh, there's about a page of dialogue between Yoda and Qui-Gon. Uh, well, I mean, it's not really a page. It's like, my failure, this was, failed the Jedi I did. And the force answered him, do not blame yourself, my old friend. It was the voice of Qui-Gon. I'm just paraphrasing here. Too old was I, too rigid, too arrogant, blah, blah, blah. More easily said than done, my friend. And you will have time to learn it. Infinite knowledge, infinite time does that require. With my help, you can learn to join the force, yet retain consciousness. You can join your light, and you can join your light to it forever, perhaps in time, even your physical self. The ultimate goal of the Sith, yet they can never achieve it. It only comes with a release of self, not with the exaltation of self. It comes through compassion, not greed. Love is the answer to darkness. It cannot be granted. It can only be taught. It is yours to learn if you wish it. And then Yoda says, A great master, a great Jedi Master you have become, Qui-Gon Jinn. A very great Jedi Master you always were, but too blind I was to see it. And then he basically says, I am now your student for the moment, basic, basically. So. Yeah, I saw some of that stuff about how he's talking about love, and it kind of surprised me because it's always like, you know, there's not supposed to have emotions and stuff like that. But now he's saying, like, you know, the only way to attain this is through love. This thing is this thing is not settled, and I didn't read <laughs> any. No, I I didn't see anything that Le, how Leland weighed in on this. It's still up in the air because, like, what Tim just read, the novel and the comics, um, Qui Gon says that only the Jedi can do this and not the Sith. But there's another novel called Dark Lord that says... Yeah, Sith. that's the one that takes place right after Sith. Yeah. Okay, well they say the Sith can do this. So this still isn't settled. The funny thing is, is Dark Lord, I think, was written by the same author of Revenge of the it Sith. Is. I think yeah, that was written Stover, by... Uh, Matt Stover. Uh, Matthew Stover, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's about all I have as far as the ghosts the force ghosts as they appear in the films and and a little bit in the eu and stuff like that it sounds to me like 
people can have their own opinion and it's not a settled thing now I mean, you know they can't yeah, yeah i was gonna say it depends who you ask because some people say absolutely not you cannot have your own opinion <laughs> if disney's getting rid of all these old stories um you know i wonder if they're going to use that as a as a storytelling tool in the future um the only other things I have, and this is this comes with spoilers, and I Uh-oh. will always mention this as I have in the past. That in Kevin Rubio's uh, Tog and Bink adventures, Tog and Bink become Force ghosts after dying on the second Death Star with all the other ghosts on Endor, including young and old Anakin. <laughs> Yippee! Um, and last but not least, R five D four, the Force sensitive oh. droid becomes a force ghost in Skippy the Jedi droid comic. Yes, he does. Actually, as does forgot Jar- about that. Yes, does Jar Jar Brinks on uh, on Robot Chicken. So people are having fun with this. <laughs> that's right. I, I forgot about that. And that's all I got. This was deep, Dave. Well, yeah. you, you guys, there's a lot of kind of cool stuff in this, a lot of good discussion. You guys, I think, only add to it. So... I know there are people out there that have opinions. We see them all the time online. Tell us what you think. So, I think this episode was a hundred times better than horse pilot. <laughs> if ghosts are real, do you think the ghost of Michael Jackson looks like the altered surgical Michael Jackson that he, the form <laughs> that he died in or what he would have looked like had he not messed with his face? This is for or would the ghost of Michael Jackson look like how Michael Jackson wanted to look. Yeah, there you go. Michael Jackson's ghost looks like how I want to remember him by. And how is that? Ten year old boy singing Ben. That's ben. what's thinking of me. No, I from from Beat It and Thriller album. That's how I want him to look. Okay, so he looks he looks like he did in 1983. Yes, for me he does. Guilty as hell. <laughs> See, I I would like to picture Michael Jackson when Bad came out because he was just he was just modified enough, but not freakishly so. Modified as any one of you. Like, serious here. Have any one of you seen a ghost? Uh, we're no, not because they're not real. <laughs> Why is that? Dave? We've talked about this already. I'm not talking about this. We talked about this on the Nobot episode. Yeah, I we did. Yeah, did, I'm did going speak- to sweep you off your feet. You need me to tell that story again? I like this watching you talk about ghosts because you, no. you hate ghosts. I hate ghosts. I'm not talking about ghosts. I'm in, sitting in my house. As soon as you leave. My house. It's like the middle of the night. When you leave, I'm going to be sitting here. You're trying to turn on every light when you go upstairs? Yeah. You know what? I'll watch movies. I'm in the middle of watching The Human Centipede 3. <laughs> Oops. That one, yet. Yeah. Oh. The third sequence. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Both guys from the first and the second ones are in this. Playing okay. different characters. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a fantastic. It's story. like American Horror Story. It's so good. It's probably better too. Actually, I've only seen the first one. I never saw the second one, and obviously not the third one. Netflix, Tim. <laughs> oh, I got it. But that's all I got. That was good, Dave. Are you scared? It was good about ghosts. Yeah. If I think too hard and long about it, I will be. Right. Man, you got some feedback for us? I do. Let's make this episode a ladies' night. We always make the joke that no women listen to the show. Well, I have two here that prove that theory wrong. So first was from a 
Jeannie. This is from a little while ago. She wrote, just wanted, to say, just wanted to say how much I love the show. I've been listening for years, but had to stop for a while since having a baby. I decided to catch up, and I've listened to at least 30 episodes this past week. Needless to say, I'm not looking forward to waiting another week for an episode, so I downloaded some of your other shows. Thanks for doing what you do and always making me laugh. P.S. Chris's laugh always makes my one-year-old giggle like crazy. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jeannie. Uh, next up is from Samantha. This actually came through our Facebook page. You guys have probably already seen this, but it's still fun to share with everybody else. It says, hi, all. I just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy your podcast. I've been on vacation by myself in London while I found out about my grandfather's death. I listen to the podcast a lot and listening to you brought a sense of normalcy to my life in a time of confusion and upset. If getting me through a tough time wasn't enough, I live in Japan due to my husband being in the military, and whenever I miss home, Swick is there for me. I can't thank you all enough. You guys keep me feeling connected, but you do get me in trouble on the train. I'm a redhead with freckles, so I stand out quite a bit already. The trains in Japan are super quiet, and everyone keeps a neutral expression, except for me. I'm... (laughs) I'm often cracking up and stuffing my hand in my mouth to attempt not to disturb the peace while listening to you. Thank you for being my sense of normalcy in a difficult time and my peace of home while living overseas almost two years now. I am also, I'm always excited for the next episode. Yes, you do have female listeners. P.S. I also, P.S. I also get all my movie info from past the popcorn. There you go. We don't get all the movies here, but I always know. I do always know about them. Thanks again, Samantha. Well, thank you, Samantha. That was a awesome. really nice message. That's really nice to hear from everybody. But that was uh, that was great for you to take the time out and message that. So thank you both, and thanks to everyone else that has sent us messages through our email and through our Facebook page and I, on I iTunes. Have a question about the first one? Did you say her her one year old? Yes, listens to you laugh, and I hope that's the only part she plays for her one year old. Is the whole show or just a little clip of me laughing? Yeah, I was I was going to just kind of gloss over that. Yeah, a one yeah. year old could listen to this show. Yeah, they wouldn't understand what's going on. Retaining things. I mean, I remember watching things when my son was little that were awful but it's like well he's not gonna remember shit so you watched the first <laughs> centipede, right yeah we sat down and <laughs> as a family like most families it was do sunday night and watched the human centipede, human centipede. now that yeah i could see like a, a a toddler you know this being on it wouldn't mean anything to him but when you go into your cackle i could see a little kid getting a kick out of that yeah sure yeah why not all right okay those so, are awesome messages they are awesome and last but not least, our Patreon supporter of the episode. This time it is Daniel Morris. And this is a name I remember seeing early on as well. So Daniel's been a longtime supporter. I say it every week. It helps the show. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Hopefully, we've already announced a date at this point because by the release of this episode, I hope to have this special planned. We have just started, as of while this recording will come out, a call in, a phone service that we are will be piping into our recording sessions like this and we are going to do a call-in show it's going to be a sequel to our ask us anything and we'll probably talk some star wars here and there maybe play some clips of stuff that's never happened before i don't know still working that out but the main point is is a call-in show it's something people have asked about they've asked about coming on on skype they've asked where we're gonna have a call-in number and we are so we're going to have a call-in service here very shortly and we hope to launch a new special and hopefully the date has already been announced check our facebook page 
That's where we had announced it first. Maybe there'll be an ad on the beginning of this, and you've already heard about it, but that's the plan. And thanks to people's support on Patreon, that has made this possible. It's a new thing I'm really looking forward to doing. I know Chris is really looking forward to doing it. I think we're all, in a sense, looking in different ways looking forward to doing this. And again, could not have done this without everyone's support on Patreon. So thank you, Daniel, and thank you, everybody else. I think we're going to have a lot of fun as we add stuff to the show, and this is really just the first step of all that. Woo-hoo. This is Star Wars artist Kevin Lyle from NorseLegion.com, a wretched hive of scum and Star Wars jewelry. Well, Dave. Hey, Chris. Maybe. Am I on? Yeah, you're on. Hey, Chris. What time is it? Time is it? Shut up, man, you fuckers. (laughs) Um, It's time for trivia, and hopefully, we do better than last time. Yeah, no kidding. We couldn't do. We literally could not have done worse, or do we can't do worse? I should say. Well, we're talking about the Lyle file. <laughs> Actually, that's, the, that's mine, yeah, that, Jason. That's a Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah, I know. Up your hand. It's not the Katniss file. <laughs> and last uh, week, we got nothing right. So the nothing. scores... That's in from nothing, leave nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the scores are Tim is in last with eight, then Chris with nine, then Matt with ten, and I have... 11. Can you retell the scores in a human centipede? <laughs> Feed her! Who's in, who's in the back? Who's in the back? Who's in the back? Tim is the ass. <laughs> Aww. Uh, who's in the front? Me. <laughs> Where am I at again? Matt's on my ass. I thought I was the evil doctor that did all this. No. Oh, <laughs> oh. sorry. No, absolutely not. So I'm eating yours and Matt's shit. Chris, you got the worst. Uh, you're the worst spot. I think like the I middle? spot you and matt actually do you are eating matt's hiney and tim is eating yours not the first time hmm. I'm in- but the, the the best part is i'll be dead soon <laughs> i will die of malnutrition before you guys so. i'm in good shape as far as the centipede goes yeah I think you, are. you get to eat the corn yeah oh you know the beef beef ravioli all that i stuff. never even digest tastes the same beef yeah. pony Shitter booty. Cantaloupe. Oh. oh my god. This is disgusting. <laughs> well, those are the scores. Those are the scores. Alright, what's my question? Chris is first. Yeah. You got number 63. 63. So I'm gonna pull up the board. 63. Here we go. How many costumes did Padme wear in episode one? Oh, jeez Louise. Why, why am I always getting I'm getting nailed hard, man. You have a centipede. <laughs> that's why see now this this is a tough question because there's Padme and then there's Sabe so you have to know who you have to know which which character is wearing which costume don't forget Teclamino <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna pick don't you forget about Teclamino <laughs> Wow. I'm going. Let me, let me see if I can think of this. I'm picking a number. As long as I think, as long as I just don't care. Well, come on. You got it. You got to I know a few of the costumes in my head. I, I got them. They're well, let's in talk your it out. Head, in your head. Take the menu. Take the menu. <laughs> Little cranberries. Yep. I have a number. Talk them out. What do you know? I got a whole cup of numbers here. <laughs> That's how we do trivia. I know a big red outfit. 
There's there's a white outfit. I'm going by first thing. I'm going, and then I'm going with two with two numbers here. Seven and eight. So seventy eight outfits. I am going <laughs> seven eight seven and eight. Oh. I'm going with eight eight outfits. Wait before before you. I say it's either three or four. That's my guess. Final answer. Even though I'm not actually. All right. So what was your final answer, Chris? I forgot now. Seven, eight. I'm going with eight. eight. The answer is nine. Oh. No. Oh, jeez. No. I should have guessed nine. See, yeah, I I, I think. I knew it was high up there, but I, I just. Damn it. I would have had no idea. Oh, yes, it, mm. I knew it was a high. I knew it was in the double digits. <laughs> but I just thought it was a high number. <laughs> I knew it was in the double digits, except it was a single. It was nine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I said I wasn't double digits. Wasn't you did. That? You just said that. Oh, wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I thought you said no, was in. Yeah. No, no, no. Your mic must have flaked out since it seems to well, not be able to hold together. Yeah, I, guess. I think I think Kevin is adding both. I think Kevin is adding both. Uh, Sabe and and uh, Padme. Can we, can we play the rule if that was one off or no? No. Where, what are you doing? <laughs> if you were right, if someone goes back and, and, and there was a mistake and you get an eight, we'll certainly give you the points. What are you with the Somebody one off? Please help me. What, what the one? Always with the one off. I like getting one off. <laughs> All right. It's my turn. Damn it. All right, number 58. Here we go. Covered in white fur, what four-eyed creature can be seen in the Moss Eisley Cantina? Muftok. The answer is Adam Dr- Oh, wait, wait, wait. The answer is Muftok. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Matt was big for a second. He's so cool. That was awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I do that good. The answer is Adam. Dr- oh, wait, wait, wait. The answer <laughs> is Muftok. That was awesome. I love that. That, that was, was great. I, the first second there, I was like, fuck, wait, did I not load that answer? <laughs> well done, Mr. Lyle. All right. That means it's Matt's turn. All right. Let's see. Oops. Shit. Hold on. It's on the floor. Sit 56. Which is another goddamn word. 56. Wait, didn't we have 56? Sounds familiar, like from last time. What is the full name of the commander of the Star Destroyer Avenger during the beginning of the Battle of Hoth? No, we did not. <laughs> I wish we had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What is the full, the full name. name at the beginning of the Battle of Hoth? So he's the one. No, is it? Wait, yeah. So it was the one that got killed, which was Ozel. He said full name. Yeah, Admiral. We should know. I should know this. We, we did, did this. and we did the episode on him too. Admiral Slappy McOzel. Admiral. <laughs> I can't remember his first name. I don't know, but he looks like he played Hitler. Adolf. Uh, Basel. That's his name. The answer is Lorth Nita. Oh, Nita. Oh. 
I wasn't even thinking. We haven't Nita. done Captain Nita yet. Okay, well, I We're doing I don't feel time. bad that I thought I didn't think of Ozzel's name now. So, has anyone gotten it right yet? I did. Oh I yeah, did. that's right. Enough talk. Yeah, Adam Driver. All right, Tim, your chance to tie for third. Seventy-three, seventy-three. Walking in three. Okay, seventy-three. Question seventy-three. What character did actor Barry Holland portray in the original Star Wars trilogy? Uh, oh, shoot. Um, yeah, I have. Yeah. Is it Le- Lenny? Kill the rabbit. Barry Holland, Lieutenant Lenny. Tell me about the rabbits again, George. George. I'll tell you about the rabbits again if you just shut up. Is that Sinise? Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, it's either Lens or Renz. I think it's Lens, Lieutenant Lens. Lieutenant. Uh, Lieutenant Lens. Lens is the last name. Final answer. Okay. Let's see. The answer is Lieutenant Renz. 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 Shit! <laughs> oh man, we were both so close on our on our answer. I was. Can it be yeah, off by one was, letter? Well, one letter, please. I was off by one letter. It was. Uh, nope, nope. Oh. Fuck you all. Can't give me mine. No. Give me yours. <laughs> God damn it! Because I remember we we they, they they made a they made a gentle giant for him, and Chris and I met him at Celebration Three. He signed like th- free autographs. That was the one that it was like a ten dollar bus. I He's think? the you rebel scum guy, right? You rebel scum. Yeah. Yes. Damn it. Rent. Damn, that was that was that's pretty cool. That was tough. That was. Well, I mean, it, it, it was not so much that it was tough. It was just like shit. Which one is it? Is it yeah. L or R? Damn it! Right. Damn you, Lyle! <laughs> <laughs> Sound like Billy Zane. <laughs> Ooh, he oh, might be in Spider. Good job, Dave. I enjoyed that episode. Usually, these episodes, I just sit there and make dumb jokes, and maybe one out of twenty actually gets a chuckle. But I actually got to think it during that episode. That doesn't happen a lot. The more you know. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> the scores go like. Oh shit! We didn't wrap up. I'll save that. No. I'll put that at the end then. <laughs> no sweat. Tim has eight. Chris has nine. Matt has ten, and now I have twelve. Oh shit! He's pulling away. That Dave. He knows his Star Wars. In this human centipede uh, analogy, I am ripping away from y'all. Ow. <laughs> that hurts. And crawling out the front door. Well, that that should be our, our next episode coming up. What? Talk about crawling out the front door. Kohu. What? Kohun. What? What? Kohuni. What? Mahoney. Kohun. I would say. I would say. I would say Calhoun. Calhoun. Oh, gotta cut that part out. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with 
nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information.